0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. St. Vincent de Paul once said, Whatever you do, do not think of yourself, but of God. Well, that speaks volumes for the scripture readings for this weekend. Go into the first reading. Here we have Elijah visiting this poor widow and her son. Now, he's in Gentile territory, and this place is experiencing a severe drought. There's little food and no water. This woman and her son, they're starving to death. And yet, Elijah, knowing all this, still asks for food from this woman and something to drink. Now, I don't know about you, but when I read this for the first time, I thought, this guy's got a lot of nerve. Here, this woman tells Elijah their plight. She and her son just have enough food for one last meal. That's it. And then after they eat that, then they're preparing themselves for death. All seems hopeless. And yet, upon hearing all this, Elijah still demands something to eat and drink. Worse yet, what confounds this is this woman and her son are Gentiles, Elijah is a Jew, in fact, a prophet, so he's a leader of the Jewish faith. Now, Jews and Gentiles have a long history of prejudice, hatred, and jealousy for each other. This woman could have easily said to Elijah, Hey, you're a Jew, you fend for yourself. But she didn't do that. Instead, she lived out that expression of St. Vincent de Paul, Whatever you do, do not think of yourself But think of God. And this is exactly what this woman did. She gives the very food that she was about to feed her son and herself. She shares that now with Elijah. And because she performs such a great act of stewardship, she is rewarded by God. That's why it says at the very end of the passage, She was able to eat for a year along with her son. The jar of flour did not go empty, nor the jug of oil run dry. Well, this woman and her son are now able to eat for an entire year and survive the drought. And yet this could have never happened, could have never ever happened unless she shared the food with Elijah. Herein lies the very heart of the lesson for this weekend. Your faith will grow. Your life will have fulfillment and meaning by the very measure in which you give yourself away in service to God and others, by the very measure in which you share your faith, your life, your talents, your prayers, and your treasure in service of God in this world. You see this up and down the Bible, and yet that's the paradox. Our faith will grow stronger. Our life will have purpose and meaning by the very measure in which we share it with others, We share our life, we share our prayers, our talents, and our treasure with others in service to God. Now, what's the hidden temptation? We cling. We cling to the very little that we have. What does the world tell us? If you love something, grasp onto it. Don't share it. In fact, you've earned that. You've worked very hard to earn that. Now keep it to yourself. What does the Bible say? If you want your faith to grow... If you want your faith to be enriched and be stronger, then give it away. Share it in service of God and others in this world. Now, what does God do when we share our prayers and our talents and our treasure and our faith with others? He takes it, he blesses it, strengthens it, multiplies it, and then gives it back to us, just like he did with the widow and her son. And her faith was stronger because of what she did. She shared that meal with Elijah. Now, that's a great segue into the gospel. Now, the gospel for this weekend, there's two parts of it. The first part, Jesus is teaching us how people cling to what they have. That's what he criticizes at the very beginning. The second part of it, Jesus gives us a great model, a model of stewardship, a model to help us recognize the great lesson for this weekend to share what we have, and in doing so, our faith grows stronger for it. Now notice how the gospel begins. Jesus said to the crowds, Beware of the scribes who like to go around with long robes and accept greetings in marketplaces, seats of honor in synagogues, and places of honor at banquets. They devour the house of widows and as a pretext, recite lengthy prayers. They will receive a very severe condemnation. Well, Jesus is noticing these Pharisees and scribes and priests, what they wear, these elaborate outfits that they wear, and the titles that they go by, all for their vain glory and their ego. It's an attempt to call attention to themselves and their own personal piety. Well, Jesus is criticizing this. We would refer to this as shameless self-promotion. And so, these Pharisees and scribes are using their own personal piety, not only to boost their own ego, worse yet, to profit by it. See, what these scribes are doing is they're clinging to the very little that they have. They're grasping at titles and places of honor and their special way they dress, all for their own vanity and not for the glory of God. Now, we hear the second part of the story. This widow, she becomes a model for us all in stewardship. It says, Jesus sat down opposite of the treasury and observed how the crowd put money in the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow also came by and put two small coins worth a few cents. Calling his disciples to himself, he said to them, Amen, I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all other contributors to the treasury for they all contributed from their surplus wealth. But she, from her poverty, has contributed all she had, her whole livelihood. Well, take a few steps back. The treasury was located in the courtyard of the temple, and people contributed to the temple treasury for the basic upkeep and maintenance of the temple. We would refer to it in our parishes as the Building and Grounds Fund you know, for the maintenance and upkeep of the buildings at our parishes, as well as the grounds. Now, it says many rich people, you know, contributed large sums of money. So, it begs the question, how do you know? How do you know what person, can, how much they contributed to the treasury? Well, what we have to understand is that receptacles in which the money was put in were shaped Kind of like, you know, the old post office box. You know, at the corner of a block, it was a square. Well, this was different. These receptacles for the treasury were shaped like trumpets. Trumpets, musical instruments. Such that when you put coins into these receptacles, they would clang from side to side as they made their way all the way down to the bottom. And so, the more money or more coins you dropped in, the more noise it made. And so, if you were a rich person and you dropped or dumped in a whole bunch of coins into the treasury, into these receptacles, it would make a lot of noise clanging back and forth and back and forth as it made its way down to the bottom. Therefore, with all that noise, everyone would know you made a substantial contribution. And it was a great way to call attention to yourself. Likewise, just the opposite holds true. If you had a small contribution, like this widow, if you put just a few coins in, it'd make very little noise as it made its way down to the bottom. Therefore, no one would pay attention to it. No one would even know that you made a contribution. And so now we see this poor widow come into the story. She puts or contributes two small coins into the treasury. Now what's important for us To understand, in the ancient world, widows were the most vulnerable in society. We have to realize, in the ancient world, there were no social safety nets. There was no social security, no Medicare, no pensions, nothing like that. If a widow didn't have a family to care for her, she had no visible means of support. And so this widow, she represents the most vulnerable in our society. And yet, despite her condition she still makes a contribution, albeit two small coins. But the key is, this woman offered her whole livelihood. She shared with the temple treasury her whole livelihood, everything that she had, with the purest of intentions, and not for any type of recognition whatsoever. Again, whatever you do, think not of yourself, but of God. Well, this woman modeled that again, it's a basic biblical theme. Your faith will grow. Your life will be enriched. You will find fulfillment by the very measure in which you share your faith, your life, your prayers, your talents, and your treasures with others on behalf of God in this world. Well, if you look at these two stories, we have two widows that do just that. They don't think of themselves, but they think of God. And because of that, It's precisely that their faith grows stronger. Well, now it's our turn. We have to embody that same tradition, the tradition of these women, the tradition of St. Vincent de Paul, that whatever we do, we don't think of ourselves. We think of God. Again, your faith will grow. Your life will be enriched by the very measure in which you share it with others on behalf of God in this world. And may the grace and the peace Of Jesus Christ, rest upon you always.